Hello everyone, my name is Dr. Ngozi Onoha. I am a primary care internist geriatrician. Welcome to my podcast. I'm the founder of Health for Niger for health education and improving health literacy and health equity globally. This podcast is only for education and not medical advice. The audio is recorded live and unedited. If you've enjoyed the content, please share with your family and friends. Thank you and enjoy the podcast. Hi, guys. My name is Dr. Ngozi Onoha. I'm the founder of this podcast. I'm very excited to introduce our guest today. His name is Dr. Babatunde Adewumi. Welcome to Health for Niger podcast. Thank you so much for having me. It's my pleasure. All right. So I'm going to give the audience an intro. So Dr. Adewumi is a public health physician and he is the founder of Quinta Health. So Dr. Adewumi is very passionate about screening women for breast and cervical cancer. So we're going to hear him today. We're going to talk about the importance of cervical cancer screening. We're going to talk about cervical cancer and everything around cervical cancer on this particular episode. So I'm going to ask the first question. And the first question is, I'm going to call you Dr. Babatunde. So Dr. Babatunde, why is cervical cancer so problematic? Okay, thank you so much for having me on the podcast on this. Cervical cancer is very problematic because it's the second cause of cancer deaths worldwide amongst women. And it's like the third cause of cancer deaths worldwide also when we put men and women together. So it's so problematic. It's second to breast cancer when we talk about women. Um, statistics shows that about 1,000 women, for instance, in Nigeria, die from cervical cancer every year. And about 28,000 new cases of cervical cancer forms up every year. So it's um, very problematic also because it is um, caused by human papilloma virus, which is sexually transmitted. So when um, every woman who has been exposed to a sexual intercourse is at the risk of having cervical cancer. So that is the reason why it is so, so problematic um, yeah. in our world uh, this time around, yes. Yeah, so I agree with you. So I'm going to give you the statistics from the United States, which I was really okay. surprised. Um, So in the United States, every day, 10 women die from cervical cancer. Mm. It is astonishing. It's huge. It's huge. Especially as United States has one of the best health systems. So the world. Yes. So what is what is going on? Why? Why is there lack of awareness on this topic? The, The problem with awareness, basically, uh, people feel um, in quotes that there's nothing wrong with me so I don't need to check cervical cancer is a silent killer in the sense that it is there and it progresses yes. so it comes from the stage of dysplasia which is just some precancerous lesions when we talk about 
plus lesions will mean something that is leading to cancer. Now, in most women, in about 90% of them, the body takes care of the human papilloma virus, and then the woman does not develop cancer end of the day. But in that 10%, which is part of those women that we see all the time that come down with cervical cancer, they do not know that anything is wrong with them until it becomes a full-blown cancer. So at the stage of dysplasia, there's no problem. The woman is fine. And it takes about 10 to 15 years to develop. So if the woman, for instance, was exposed to sex at the age of, say, 15, I'm using a number that is very easy to calculate. Maybe at the age of 15, there's a possibility that she could develop cervical cancer between the ages of 25 to 30. So and at those stages of development, nothing comes up. So a lot of people feel there's nothing wrong with you. Even people who have the information, oh, oh, I don't have any symptom. Why should I go to the hospital? And that is the problem with screening. Screening is when you apparently healthy people. Now look at that definition. It's not healthy, but apparently healthy people. Particular disease. And cervical cancer can be gotten very early. But because it doesn't have signs, it doesn't have symptoms, no pain, no discomfort at those early stages people do not take it seriously wow this is so amazing i mean this information you shared with us so so basically uh you're saying that um cancer cervical cancer starts off it can start off as pre-cancer cells so pre-cancer not yet cancer but the stage before cancer and then yes. it can take up to 15 years for it to go into full-blown cancer. Then mm. the other thing you mentioned is that HPV, which is the human papilloma virus, which is the main cause of cervical cancer. Some women, if they have, if they get infected with human papilloma virus during sex, majority of women will clear it. That means it goes away on its own. On its own, yes. On its own. Yes. The immunity clears it. The immunity yeah. clears, the immune system clears it, especially yeah. if they've had a vaccine, the vaccine, the HPV vaccine. So yeah. in those small percentage of women that don't clear this HPV infection, they now go on to develop cervical cancer. So, cancer. They, yeah. you know, and, and what you're saying, it totally makes sense because the age range around which cervical cancer is most common is around uh, 30s, 40s around that yes. age range and typically around mm -hmm. age 51 so that makes sense because the, the the cancer has had 15 years 15 years to incubate to mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so from the age of sexual debut the which is the 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 time of uh, first sex in sexual intercourse this has sexual had that time to incubate so yes. that's yeah so so that is so interesting and that when you look at screening now you know, screening in, for instance, in Canada, they are starting their cervical cancer screening programs from the age of 25. Mm -hmm. And I think this is because, like you mentioned, uh, the, the natural tendency of the body, you know, whenever the body comes in contact with any virus, it tries to clear it. Mm -hmm. And so, because if a woman has been exposed to the human papilloma virus, the body try, the body's immune system will try to clear it. Yeah, you to know, fight against it and to, to kill it all. Exactly. To fight against this human papillovirus so that it does not start to 
cause the cell to alter into cancer, to change into cancer. I just mm-hmm. saw your tweet this morning where you tweet you 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 sent out a tweet yeah. on um, HIV. Let me see if I can find it. You said people living with HIV should okay. pay more attention to cervical cancer screening. And that's because cervical cancer um, is more prevalent, is more common in people who have immune suppression and with HIV being um, a condition where they cannot mount that natural immune response and fight cancer. So that was a really, that was a really good tweet. I'm going to retweet it. So, Thank you so much. <laughs> I'm when I saw it, I was like, oh, wow, this guy is on point. I'm like, yes, I like this. So I'm going to retweet it. Thank you. So, so Thank what you. what can be done? Because this is really, you know, when you look at the statistics of, uh, mm-hmm. you know, globally, where you have yeah. over 300,000 women dying from cervical cancer. Because the other thing I found out is that this cervical cancer, it can be laying dormant, you know? But then, once it kicks in, yes. it's so aggressive. Like that's why you hear, oh, somebody had cervical cancer. Uh, uh, a few months later, they are dead. Like, so I, I, I have, I always They're have dead, this yeah. thing of like analogy where I say, okay, it's like you're frying dodo. You know, when you put the dodo in the oil initially, it's not really browning. You have to wait a little bit, mm-hmm. but then once that fire gets hot, if you don't take the dodo out of the pan, the dodo will just burn. It burns. Uh-huh. <laughs> so that is how, to me, like trying to explain to women, look, it's like trying to fry dodo. You know, if you leave that mm-hmm. those cancer cells there over a period of time, if it starts to get hot in there, <laughs> the thing just, yeah, I mean, it's so invasive, you know, it's quite scary. Mm-hmm. So what can be done, Dr. Babatunde? Okay, so um, thank you. Um, the, the painful part of um, cervical cancer is one of the reasons why I've been so passionate about it is that with um, coordinated action, cervical cancer is that cancer that can be eliminated. It stands the chance to be the first cancer to be eliminated. Why? Because it is tied to a particular cause, and we know the group of people that it affects. There's a vaccine to prevent the cause, and there is screening for the pre-malignant lesion. So uh, I like to use examples of countries that are doing so well when it comes to this. Um, Australia, for instance, is on its way to eliminating cervical cancer in their country. Um, UK, United, the United Kingdom, is also one country that is on its way to eliminating um, cervical cancer. But Australia actually takes the lead. And when I took my time to study Australia, Australia vaccinates every child from the ages of nine for cervical cancer. Now, what they are doing now is vaccinating just the girls and they are graduating to a place where they vaccinate both the girls and the boys, such that there is no margin for error. Nobody missed vaccination for cervical cancer in Australia. Now, they had a problem with the, um, the places where they were called these, the aborigine areas and all that. But what they did was that they took those places seriously. They decided to ensure that those people had more access to the screening. In um, what's it called in um, Australia, for instance, now self-testing for cervical cancer is a thing. You can take the samples by yourself. They have self-testing everywhere. There's no barrier to testing in um, in Australia. So every Australia has access to cervical cancer screening. Have has access to cervical um, HPV, and they have prompt treatment for anybody who is positive. 
So cervical cancer is something that as lateral as it presents itself to be, is a soft target for certain, for certain where there is um, political will, where people are educated and where all the resources are available. It's a very soft target because every age of the development of the, before it becomes cancer has a target, has a place where you can hit it up. And WHO came up with um, a particular um, strategy to eliminate cervical cancer, which is in 1970-90. 90 means that every girl before the age, um, after the age of nine, should get vaccinated. Every girl. So that means every between the ages of nine and 15 should get the vaccine. And the reason why we have, we, we say girls between nine and 15 should get the vaccine at that age they are not exposed to the virus already the vaccine works in them and that is why we want our girls to be vaccinated we believe that at that age they are not sexual the second one is 70. the 70 is that 70 percent of the women in every population should get screened for cervical cancer with a high performance test and the highest performing test right now is the hpv dna testing that is being advocated by WHO. But in resource poor countries like um, Nigeria, um, we use pap smear, we use visual inspection with aesthetic acid. And WHO has said um, any test is better than no test. So if you don't have the HPV DNA testing in your country, you can do the um, VIA, you can do the pap smear. And then the other 90 is that out of those 70 women that you have screened, 90% of those who turn out positive must get treatment. So you have to treat percent of those women who come out positive out of the 70 that you have treated. So it's 90 for the vaccination, 70 for the screening, and 90% for the women who come out positive out of the 70. If every country can actually do this, I'm sure cervical cancer will be extinct um, cancer in no time. Okay. That was very good information. So... I mean, I, I think uh, the WHO has done great work. In fact, there's a publication online. Um, if I can find it, I will put it up in the notes. Um, it's called Comprehensive Cervical Cancer Control, second edition by WHO. And if you Google it, you can find it. It's a 408-page document available online, and it's extremely comprehensive. So generally with the screening for cervical cancer in women and people who have a cervix, uh, the general guidelines is, uh, you know, one of three options. And uh, it's basically either the HPV test, which now is available, uh, women can just buy that and um, they, pap test or combination of the HPV test and the pap test or the visual inspection under acetic acid, which is done in resource limited countries. So this is really great information. I really enjoyed listening to this uh, conversation with you, Dr. Babatunde. So can you share you one so pearl of wisdom with the audience? Okay, so um, basically, um, I'll just say that every woman um, should, should get vaccinated every woman should get screened. Um, you don't have to see a symptom, you don't have to see a sign um, before you, you, you get screened because once it is caught early, 
treatment is is hundred percent. We we can actually eradicate cervical cancer from our world, and that is uh, fighting for. That is what we are advocating for. Every woman should be a custodian of this information. Every woman should tell every woman. Every man should tell their spouses, their wives, their mothers. Every woman should tell who who are in their lives. Everybody should get screened for cervical cancer. Everybody should get cervical cancer. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, And I think the screening frequency is about every three to five years or so. Okay, so it depends on how um, for women who do pap smear and VIA, three, but if you do a high performance test like um, the HPV DNA is every five years up on five, or you have um, five straight negative tests. So if you are up to 65, you don't need to get screened again. Or if you have had like up to five negative um, tests. Okay. Yeah. All right. So screening age is is about 25 years old is that what you do from uh, depending on the depending on so many factors right depending yeah, on there, so there, many factors there are arguments so many yes, arguments some yes. people will say as soon as you are sexually active you should start um the screening um but the it's peg between the ages of 21 and 25 right right yes, right yes. so yeah, between the ages of so starting between the ages of 21 to 25, One, 25, 25 yes. but, but some people say within three years of sexual debut um, because it's an opportunity <sighs> to screen for other things like uh, stds yeah chlamydia gonorrhea and things like that trichomonas and then the yeah. upper limits with, we're saying 65 but you could go beyond yes. depending on if the woman has had normal pap smear histories because apparently yeah. there's some women who are being diagnosed in their 70s and 80s with um, cervical mm-hmm. cancer mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah if you have if a woman has a normal pap smear between the ages of um her maybe the, her first test so her test at 65 Mm-hmm. she can be discharged but if she has risk factors mm-hmm. and then she has had a positive pap smear or a positive test in the past mm-hmm. then she can still be allowed to screen mm-hmm. and to get for um, beyond 65 so the, the screening is actually individualized mm-hmm. there's really um um criteria for every woman mm-hmm. so the most important thing is at sexual debut. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of people think that, okay, dry humping, for instance, now is not part of sex. When it comes to HPV, mm-hmm. dry humping, for instance, is weak. Mm-hmm. So, because the virus is found on the skin and the skin. Yeah, skin to skin. And, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Like herpes. So, it can actually get. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, because the, the virus the viruses also cause genital wax. Mm-hmm. Right, also. right. So a lot of people would say, "Oh, I have not had penetrative sex mm-hmm. and all that." But and there are so many things that are evolving. There are people actually sharing these sex toys now. Studies mm-hmm. are ongoing to see if it can be it can be bare sex toys and all that. Mm-hmm. Some people will be like, "No, I have never had sex before. Mm-hmm. I've only used sex toys and all that." Mm-hmm. So that is why it is always advisable. Like in some countries, I think in the UK at twenty one. Mm-hmm. They ask you for your pap smear, whether you mm-hmm. are sexually active or not. Mm-hmm. So I think it should be pegged at 
sexual debut. I wouldn't wait three years after sexual debut because there are so many things that people would not term sex that mm-hmm. can actually put them at risk for cervical cancer. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right, Dr. Baba, today, thank you so much for this wonderful discussion. So where can we find you on social media? What are your handles? Please share. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Yeah, so let me follow you. you. Okay, so, all right. Okay. I'm I'm on Twitter, um, and that is Nodamade, but you can look for, uh, you can look for Dr. Baba today on Twitter. You can also look for Quinta on Twitter too. Um, that is uh, my organization's um, handle okay. as Quinta Health, Q U I N T E, then Health. On okay. Twitter, you look for Dr. Babatunde. Yes, when you search Dr. Babatunde, you find me on Twitter. Okay, so uh, uh, Twitter, you are at E N O D A M A D E. Okay, yes, okay, yes, Dr. Yes, Babatunde, and then Babatunde. you have at Quinta Health, so Q U I N T A H E A L T H. So, yes. and then you have a website, quintahealth.com. So, I'm going to put Dr. all the links. Yes in the in the in the notes in the show notes okay of this All podcast right. and you have yeah. your email address on your twitter so i am following yeah. you on twitter how about instagram are you on insta yes i'm on instagram okay i don't like pictures too much but yeah, I'm on instagram. <laughs> okay um i do i do enoch okay um i do my handle on, on instagram okay that helps also on instagram. all right all right so i'm going to uh put that in the show notes um i really want to thank you so much for your time today um you really shared some amazing content and i hope we have another discussion on cervical cancer it's a very important topic because it is yeah it is curable there's this book called um healer healer um, henrietta Lacks, the story Mm -hmm. of um lady who presented with cervical cancer in Johns Hopkins Mm. University and whose um, cancer cervical cancer cells really pioneered a lot of uh, what we see in medicine nowadays yeah Yeah. have you have you have you uh, come across the story yes I have yes 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 yes. amazing read so I do recommend that book Um, it's called uh, let's see if I can find it quickly um Hila. it's it is it is online it's called the immortal life of henrietta Lacks. amazing yeah, read. Yeah. it really goes through the cervical cancer and um how this woman's cells cancer cells were the only cells to survive in the lab the researchers had been trying to grow cancer cells in the lab for a long time mm-hmm. or just general yeah. you know cells and they couldn't but this woman's cells survived and they basically sent her cells all over the world and her yeah. cells were used in medical research. Incredible story. Yeah. So yeah. I do recommend this book. Yeah. All right. Thank, Thank you so much. So much and yeah. enjoy it's your day. I'm going yeah, to stop too. the recording. Thank you yeah, so much. You. Bye for now. Yes.